0: It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth.
1: Presented by Sweet Sweat.
0: Hey, welcome in. Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Mark Schlereth alongside Mike Evans, Scott the Huff, producing the show. Oh, what a show we have for you today. It's going to be a great show. Uh, brought to you by our presenting sponsors, the great folks over at Sweet Sweat. For all your exercise and supplement needs, Sweet Sweat. I tell you what, I take them with me every week when I go call a game, whether it's the bands, you know, all the rubber bands for strength training, because some of the hotel workout facilities are shut down, and then also all the supplement stuff. Take it every single week, Sweet Sweat, for all your workout and exercise and supplement needs. Check them out at sweetsweat.com. Also, Superbook, America's Best Bet. They've been with us uh, all season long, and... Um, well, you'll find out. I am. Uh, I am. You know what I am doing to you right now in our picks against the spread. You know what I'm doing to you right now, Mike. I have to say that the sisters were kinder to Andy Dufresne oh, than what man. I'm doing to you right now in picks. Wow! It is uh, what a visual. Yeah, it's a prison scene. Uh, it is not good right <laughs> but now. But maybe for you. appropriate. Yeah, it could be appropriate. It could be appropriate. How are yes. you doing, buddy? What's I'm going I'm good. On, I'm good. I. You know, should I? Should I be feeling bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, the guy's had an amazing career. He's uh, he he's he's exceeded expectations. He's made a lot of money. Should I feel bad for him that he got you know the rug pulled off from yeah. underneath him? He said he got fired, right? Yeah, he said it felt like I he heard, got fired. I, I, I hear people saying, "Oh, he didn't get fired. He's still getting millions a day." Five hundred thousand dollars for game, you know. I, I will tell you, I'll tell you this. Yeah, you should. Because he's playing great football right now. And they're winning games. And they've been in, like, every game is a close game, even the ones they've lost. I mean, he dueled with Russell Wilson right to the end. They're playing close games. And it's not his fault that the defense busted about four different coverages in that game for, for big time plays. So that's not, that's not his fault. Um, yeah, it's disappointing, Mike. It, it's really disappointing. You know, people were like, well, he's, he's still getting to you know, walk up to the pay window every two weeks, right? I mean, he's still $500,000 a game. I have been benched. I've been benched. It was the most humiliating part of my career to get benched. And I tell you what, it, it's still, I mean, just even talking about it hurts. And not one time as a player when I was benched, did I ever think about how much money I was making. Ever. You're a competitor, man. Like, when you sit there and say, oh, he didn't get fired, he's still making $500,000 a game, he didn't let it, you know, blah, 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 you haven't competed. That's what it tells me. You don't understand competition. You don't understand what it takes to play in the National Football League. And here's the other insight I'll give you. I called the the Miami-San Francisco game. And Miami opened a can of whoop-ass on San Francisco. I mean, it was in San Fran. They put it on them to the tune of 40-something to not very much. And when I talked to Brian Flores, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, they had no intention of going to Tua this early. They just didn't. Brian Flores told me this, and I just thought it was it, – like it said a lot about who Brian is. He goes, if he was my son – I wouldn't want him to play right now. Still has a lot to learn, and you know he's still coming off a devastating hip injury. Has he been cleared medically to play? Yes, Mike. I had a surgery on a Sunday night and started a game the next day on Monday. I got wheeled out of I got wheeled out of the operating t- t- uh, operating room at midnight. I didn't. I woke up in recovery at one thirty. I had to take a shot of morphine to take a piss. Like, that's how much pain I was in. I had a kidney stone remo- removal surgery, emergency removal surgery. I had to take a morphine shots to take a piss. And I checked myself out the next day, and they cleared me to play. Come on. I, I had surgery on a Monday morning and played Sunday. I had elbow surgery on a, a Monday morning. My elbow was locked up with a bone fragment in it. I couldn't, I couldn't, straight, it was locked. It. I couldn't, move. I had about... Eight degrees of range of motion. It was locked. They took the bone fragment out on Monday, and I played on Sunday. Knee surgeries on Monday, played on Sunday. I mean, I've done it all. Is that, was that in the best interest of me as a player? No. Would you clear your own kid? Hell no. But that's what you do in the NFL. That's the way it works. And I understand what I got myself into. I don't regret it. i do it all over again. I'm not whining about it. But there are plenty of people who are cleared to play that aren't close to 100%. And that's what you have to do to play well in this league. And that's why Brian Flores said, man, if he was my son, I wouldn't play him. Here's the point. The point is this. I believe that this is why the Dolphins suck. Okay? Because I believe their owner stepped in and said, we got to play this kid now. We spend a first-round draft pick, fifth overall, and we've got a we've got a we got to play him. The other thing is, is Ryan Fitzpatrick has a ton of t- a ton of money tied up in incentives, and this is probably going to cost him close to five million dollars. This move, in incentives, a two of stuff is already guaranteed. They've already paid that, so we might as well start playing him. Dude, you're one game out of first place in the NFC East. The Buffalo Bills have been reeling the last two weeks. AFC East. but AFC East. So, sorry, what did oh, I say? Sorry. NFC? I like, yeah. AFC East. They the be Buff- leading the NFC East. <laughs> right, yeah. No, no doubt. The Buffalo Bills are reeling right now. The New England Patriots are struggling right now. The Jets are the worst team maybe in the history of football. You're 3-3 three and three in one game out of first place, and we're going to bench the guy who everybody loves. Good luck. How's Brian Flores? Spin this to the team. How does he get up in front of the team? What does he say? I think at that point as a coach, you just gotta be honest. Hey man, this this decision's out of my hands. And you know what? Like, hey, two is ready to roll and two has worked his ass off and everything else, but this was an organizational decision. Um so they go watch full major league and put a poster yeah, of Steven yeah. Ross up there and start picking off pieces of clothing? Ooh, yeah. Um I do. I, I do. I, I believe, like, I really believe that guys, I just know, having talked to a bunch of the guys who play for Brian Flores, they really respect him. And he's not Belichickian. You know, Belichick assistants have had, uh, that, that have gone on to be head coaches have a real, there's a real bad league-wide reputation about the patriot way and this that and the other. And yeah, he's gotten a bunch of ex-patriots to run the on the defensive side of the ball to do the things that he wants to do, but he just talking to guys that have that played for him or play for him now, they're like he's not that way at all. He is not, you know, glory days, patriot days. This is how we did it in New England. This is how he doesn't refer to that. And so, I believe they really respect the guy. I believe you're gonna, just going to have to be incredibly honest and say, "Hey, man, this is what the organization thinks. Thinks we're like. They don't think we can compete, and that's you know. I, I mean, that's a that's a fine balance because you don't want to take away Tua's confidence, right? Right. Because Tua's sitting in there, sitting yeah, in, it's there in sitting the room that same room. Two, the can you, you leave? While, yeah, can two, you, can leave you leave for a minute? second? Yeah. What? Go to the little kids' table yeah. while <laughs> I talk to the grown-ups, <laughs> While I talk to the adults. Yeah, I don't know, Mike. You know, now that I think about it, I don't know that you can do that you either. Can't do right? That either. She, they're in a dilemma. Well, again, it's you know, it's like Look, the like It's going to be unsaid. It's going to be unsaid what, what this is right. coming from. So I, I don't think Flores is going to... But if your perception as a player is they're benching Fitzpatrick to get to Tua because they don't want to pay Fitzpatrick? They don't want to the, the pay him those incentives? Like... They were gonna. Everybody knows they were gonna go to two eventually. Fitzpatrick knows. He. I mean, well, I talked to him about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Eventually, you know. Eventually, but, but right not now after we're winning three out of four. Right, but we're winning right, right now, so it's not gonna happen right now. You know, he knew what was. He knew what was going on. And and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's be honest. Ryan Fitz, Fitzpatrick has this innate ability to keep both teams in the game at all times. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he'll he'll throw it into a team meeting. That's the that's the way he is. And look, it's not unprecedented what we're seeing. We saw it here in Denver, right. Back in the day, when the, the Broncos under Mike Shanahan had Jake Plummer quarterback, and Jake Plummer had played in an AFC Championship game, yeah, and the Broncos, I think, were seven and four at the time. I believe so. And um, they had drafted Jay Cutler, and Mike Shanahan couldn't wait to get Jay Cutler out there, and and he made the switch when they were seven and f- seven and four. Yeah, you know, I there were some other things going on that. You know, I mean, you hear speculation about, let's just call it insubordination, or you know, but it was still headbutting time. Re- yeah, but, I know, still but it really came down to this, I got this shiny new toy up on the shelf I want to play. I want to unwrap and play with. Yeah, and that that's really what that was. Yeah, it, just interesting. This is, but you know, Mike, there's a reason that some organizations will never win. You know, I talk about it with the Cowboys all the time, and Jerry Jones, like. When I hear unnamed sources from players ooh, That's bad. That, that are saying, our coaching staff doesn't have us prepared and they don't know what they're doing, right? I hear the unnamed sources. One, have balls enough to put your name on it or have balls enough to address the coach if you think your coach is full of crap. But this to me is the exact issue and the reason the Cowboys aren't going to win Jack Squat is because players feel empowered to go to the media to get Jerry Jones to react. Well our coaches are unprepared. You know it's 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 a pipeline to Jerry to say, hey, make changes. It's not us players' fault. It's the coach's fault. And when you don't empower your coach to do you, his job or their jobs. Um your your players don't respect you. The players don't respect Mike McCarthy and they, they they haven't respect they didn't respect Jason. I mean, I think they like Jason Garrett. I just don't think ultimately they respected Jason Garrett. Like he didn't have the res- level of respect that he deserved as a head coach because Jerry Jones constantly circumvents. Listen, if you're not going to empower Bill Parcells when Bill Parcells is coaching there, you're not empowering anybody other than yourself. And as long as the structure of that organization is, is that way, they're just not going to win anything. And I feel the same way about Miami when, you know, when, when the perception, at least my perception, and I'm sure this is the perception that That exists in the locker room to some degree. You bench Ryan Fitzpatrick because you don't want to pay him, and maybe I'm wrong, and 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 I could be. But all those guys love playing with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you know the head coach told me if he was my son he wouldn't play right now. So I mean, you you do the math. Some intriguing games on the schedule this week. How about the one you got that you're calling for Fox? You got a good one. You got Seattle and Arizona. Should be a high-scoring game. And, man, oh, man, uh, do my eyes deceive me or do the Cardinals kind of have a little something something going on they right now? They got a little mojo going on. Yeah. You know, b- both these teams, is funny, defensively, and they've had some struggles, although Arizona's played really well. And Seattle is actually, you know, everybody bags on Seattle, right? And now I'm going to give you a little bit of credit because— Me? Yeah, you. Oh. I'm going to give you a little right. credit because you kind of changed— my tune a little bit. Um you know how how they rate defenses, right? It's yards. And Seattle gives up a ton of yards. They're on record to obl they're on record to obliterate the passing yards for a season. Like they've already given up like eighteen hundred yards passing. I mean it's it's ridiculous, right? But you know what they do? They hunger down in the red zone. They don't let you score. Um like they do they do a really good job. Now, they don't have like a legitimate big-time pass rusher, right? And that's kind of one of their big issues. They don't have anybody that really threatens you. So, you know, you got to bring blitz. You got to bring safety help. You got to do those things um, to get pressure on the opponent's quarterback. And when you do that, you leave a lot of one-on-one openings out there in the secondary. And so they've given up some big plays, and they've given up, you know, the underneath routes and zone, and, and they've let – You know, people matriculate the ball down the football field, you know, like Hank Stram said that we're going to matriculate the ball down the football, however he said that. But um, I, I will tell you this is they are aggressive. They are point of attack. I love their linebacker play. I love what I love what they do. When I watch them on film, I don't see a bad defense. I see a defense that hits people in the mouth, that tackles really well. I've seen them give up plays, and I've seen them give up drives, but I've also seen them sack up in the red zone. And so I look at that, and I think that's pretty good. I also look at Arizona. Arizona has really played tied-together football the last couple of weeks. They've got three legit cover corners. Byron Murphy can really play. Um, Drake Kirkpatrick, nine-year vet from Alabama that was in Cincinnati for a long time, playing well, and obviously Patrick Peterson. we got two safeties that are gr- they're great. And, and Buda Baker is like freaking, like, where where's Waldo? I mean, that guy's all over the place, crushing people. So um, And they've got some guys up front that are, like, they are really, personnel-wise, they are really good. Steve Kime is their general manager, and I talked to him yesterday and was just like, wow, you know, they were ready to run out of town last year. And, uh, and now all of a sudden they're praising you, singing your praises. And, and that's kind of the business of being a general manager. But um, they put together a legitimate, a legitimate football team. And offensively, like the things that Russell Wilson have, has done for this league, like he has opened up the eyes to the possibility of under a six-foot quarterback. How about that? So when I talked to Steve Kime, Steve Kime told me this, he goes, when I studied the tape on Kyler Murray, remember they had just drafted Josh Rosen ninth overall the year before. He goes, when I studied the tape, he goes, I didn't want to like him. I didn't. That's interesting. He goes, I didn't want to like him. But everything he did just jumped off tape. Arm talent, speed, athleticism, cockiness. Just the way he played the game. It just jumped off a tape. Now, not only, remember, not only did he make the choice to dump his quarterback that he drafted ninth overall in Josh Rosen, but also dump his coach, who I believe he had one year, Steve Wilkes. He dumped two people that got one year. I think Steve Wilkes had one year, I'm pretty sure. But he dumped those, and then he went out and got Cliff Kingsbury, who at Texas Tech had a losing record with Patrick Mahomes. Like, you want to talk about ball sack? That is ball sack. Like, it's, it's incredible. Like, it's if it doesn't work, you are just insane. If it works, you got balls. It's it's amazing what they've done in Arizona. And they are they are legitimate. Yeah, I'll tell you the other thing that Kyler Murray does, different than Russell Wilson, because he is more of a, you know, designed run guy and that kind of thing. Um, but the one thing that that he does, especially in the red zone, is it creates true eleven on eleven football because they have so many designed runs for him. Um He's a dynamic little turd, man. I mean, he is like every time I watch him run, he like is You gotta call him a dynamic little turd yeah. during yeah. the broadcast As dynamic little turd, yes. Uh that's a technical term. Yes. Well fo- it's a football that's term. A it's, football inside. Ter- it's, it's inside. It's inside. It's only us football people get to yeah. say it. Uh is like his upper body just stays stiff. You ever watch him run? His upper body's all stiff and his little legs are just like a, it's a turkey, you know, it just is going. Uh He's, like, every time I watch him take off, I think of, uh, like, Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Here yeah. I come. Is that underdog My Here no. I come to save the day. Yeah, that's Mighty Mouse. Yeah, Mighty Mouse. He's, he's Mighty Mouse, man. Put a cape on that kid. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, then Russell Wilson is, is just incredible. His receiving core is, is freaking awesome. You know what I love about DK Metcalf, by the way? You and I have had this conversation back in the day when Demaryius Thomas was playing for the Broncos. And we used to say all the time, or I used to say it all the time. The only thing that bothers me is he's six, you know, six three, six four, two thirty. And sometimes he plays like he's one hundred and eighty five pounds. Yeah, 5'11", 185. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, DK DK Metcalf is six, four, 230, and he plays six four two thirty. Like he's six seven two sixty out yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, he, he just he plays it, but he's so skilled and athletic. Yeah. That at times he looks like he's 5'11, 185, in and out of breaks, and the way he runs routes, and um, and I love what they're doing. I, I, they're with with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Dave Moore's really blossomed into a very good receiver. They've got this Freddie Swain kid that's a good player. I mean, they they really have done a great job. Hey, real quick before we, maybe this maybe this game will show up as uh, one of our money making picks, but. Got to get your thoughts on the game of the week. Two undefeated teams, 5 and 0 Titans Steelers. Tell you what, two great two great teams like similarly similar That's an easy word. That's a hard. They're similar. They're similar. See, that's why you're a professional podcaster. Yeah. They're very similar in their approach, Mike. <laughs> um, you know, phys- a lot of similarities. Yeah, physicality. Here's the thing about the Titans. Like their running game, like what the Steelers do well is they they rush the passer and they get you in they get you in situations because of the variety of defense the three four base type of defense but the all the different zone blitz type things and all the different people they can bring at you um i've always said when I played the Steelers man in any critical passing situation i want to get nickel i want to get in in sub package you know i want to get three receivers on the field and force them to play a two a four two nickel because then all your designations are the same. You don't have to, you know, your pass protection stuff all stays essentially the same. So I've always been big into that. Um, But I I know, you know, Roethlisberger, I, I, I just, I think Pittsburgh's defense is so good, and we saw Tennessee struggle against Houston. I think Pittsburgh wins that game. First, this is crazy. Pittsburgh, they're both 5-0. and First time Pittsburgh's been 5-0 and since the 70s when Terry Bradshaw was running the show. That's amazing to me. That, that yeah. They've been me. so consistently good for so long, you'd think that they would have gotten off to this kind of a start. Right. The first time they've been since like 78 when Terry Bradshaw was calling his own plays, too, by the way. Isn't that crazy? Quarterback calling his own plays. That was back in the day, the United States, yeah. of Bradshaw yeah. the Bradshaw era. They were all. No wonder they all, until, all those guys had coaches, Until coaches were like, nope, 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 must have control, must have control. Right. I'm not getting enough credit here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, yeah, pretty cool stuff, though, pretty cool stuff. Well, let's uh, let's see if one of us feels uh, strongly about this game. All right, well, why wouldn't we? Uh, let's hook up with uh, our guy, Jay Cornegay from Superbook, America's Best Bet, joining us right now. Um, basically, to you know, praise can I just, me. Can I, just, and, can I just can I just interrupt here? Because yes, you can say, do whatever you, you want. You know how because you, you know early on it was like just a couple of weeks into this, you were like, "Hey, I'm kicking Mike's ass, right?" right. And I'm like, "No, you're not. No, you're not." Uh, right now, you are kicking my ass. It, well, yeah, uh, we, I mean, we've okay. gotten to the ass kicking. Yes, where it's actually true now. Well, it's it's. I mean, you are. Well, here's the record, Jay. I mean, I'll just let you comment on this. Mike is a poultry seven nine and two. And I right now am eleven and seven in our uh, money moneymaker picks sure to go wrong. So what say you, Jake? Jay, this might be a question you've never been asked before. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to ask a question you never asked. What advice would you have for a better a gambler who's down on his luck and has a losing record? <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: um, I'd say, well, first take a knee, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> take a breath because it's uh, you know it's a long way to go, Mike. You're seven nine. You're you're basically one game away from being five hundred, right? Yeah. That's The silver yeah. lining, and I, and I know Mark is kicking your butt. I mean, eleven and seven is still very solid because I'm telling you, the NFL has been very very difficult for the the betters out there because the books are really doing well. No matter what state you're in, the the NFL has been very difficult to handicap. So I certainly applaud. Uh, you know mark being eleven seven i was I was just gonna ask a question I, I'm not sure if you guys have this or not, but is there a mercy rule in this contest?
0: Well, no, uh, there should be. we're um, not there yet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can, did I, I can see it off in the horizon. Yeah, I did one week pick with one eye closed. All so right. and it was my it was my reading eye that I so I did it with it was a blurry when I picked. Uh. So it's uh, it's absolutely amazing. So I I go first this yeah, week, you right? Go first. I go first. Rich this get week. richer. Okay, so here we go. Uh Jay, uh even though uh, I am uh, we got a commanding lead, I still go first. Uh you know what my theory Um, I'm going to hold true, regardless of what the point spread is, I'm going to hold true to my theory that the Jets are the worst football team in the history of football – And um, they're so dysfunctional. I cannot believe there hasn't been a firing yet. Uh, I I can't believe that anybody wants to play for the New York Jets. So regardless of what the spread is, I'll take the other side of it. I'm going with the Bills minus 13. I mean, if the Miami Dolphins can beat them 24 to nothing, certainly the Bills can beat them by 14 plus. So I'm going to go the Bills there. And then I'm going to go down to the Patriots and the 49ers. The 49ers got their offense back. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo off that ankle injury, where he got benched in the second in the second half of that Miami game because he could not throw. Uh, he played much better. Uh, they got some health back on the defensive side at the cornerback position. They got some guys playing healthy again. They got Mosley back. Um, getting, the 49ers getting two points in New England. I like the 49ers to beat the Patriots there. And then finally, I've got the Buccaneers going to uh, the Raiders. The Raiders having a a COVID scare right now with their offensive line. They sent all of their offensive linemen home. Um, And, you know, I think those guys will play. They've got contract tracing going on right now. But the Buccaneers are starting to play. Their offense is starting to read kind of the signs, um, have that kind of, nonverbal communication stuff that's going well gronkowski's getting back into football shape and um and i i like the buccaneers defense i like their speed their aggressiveness on defense we saw what they did to aaron Rodgers and that green bay packers team the the buccaneers giving up three and a half i'll take the three in the hook and i'll take the buccaneers
1: well i gotta say this uh, mark i i agree the jets are one of the worst teams that we've seen in in a while in fact uh you know, we we put the look-ahead lines up on Tuesdays. And so, in this case, we put up Week 8. And now the Jets get to face Kansas City in Week 8. No. And that spread – you guys want a shot at this? You want you want a shot at what that spread is? Uh, 20. Line in week 8?
0: 20.
1: Yeah, 21. 21. Wow. Yeah. How embarrassing is that? In fact, the Jets are so terrible – that we put up a proposition, will will the Jets go 0-16? Now, no is certainly the favorite. That's just how the math works. And we've already had some plays on, on the no. And, and it usually ends up that way. They somehow get lucky, you know, uh, during the course of the season and pull out a victory. But as bad as the Bills looked on Monday, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, nobody wants any part of the Jets. They will not bet the Jets. In fact, that we expect to need the jets every single week so i understand the thinking there because i i I like it for the fact that the bills are coming off a horrible performance that you know this is a bounce back game for them uh patriots and 49ers very interesting game i mean there's a lot of money on san francisco we opened this thing uh at four uh three and a half now we're looking at plus two so a lot of sharp money on, on the 49ers but, uh, you know, this, based off a, a very impressive Sunday night performance uh, against the Rams, I can understand the 49ers. The only thing that's a problem with that is Belichick coming off a loss. We all know about that. Now we know he doesn't have Tom Brady, but, man, his record after a loss is very, very impressive. So that's going to be an interesting game on Sunday. And then the Bucks. you said, yeah. I mean, Trent Brown comes down. I mean, he's attacked for the, uh, the Raiders, comes down, test positive. Everybody sent home, and we're, we're, you know, all the books took this off the board. You know, not only that, but, you know, Jonathan Abrams is, you know, the the great safety of theirs also is in COVID protocol. We expected a lot of these guys to be back today after testing yesterday, but they're not. So that's a real concern. We're not sure if this is going to be played, but if there's some issues there on their offensive line, uh, I don't blame you for laying three and a half in the Buccaneers.
0: What we're noticing uh with these picks, and you'll notice when I do mine as well, Jay, is that we did take your advice from last week and that we uh, we need to get more teams from the right hand column. Well you you certainly <laughs> well, do you me. Took, well you I took don't. well you took one. <laughs> you, you took the 49ers. You let's let's just uh, you know, let's not throw the we around, all right? <laughs> okay. Like you, you and the turd in your pocket need to get more on the on the uh, other side because what I'm doing right now is stellar. Yeah. What well, you need to do. So don't, maybe let, don't lump me in with you. Maybe I'm grabbing Grasping a little bit, a a little bit of desperation, but I'm going to take a couple of underdogs. And I'm taking the Cardinals plus three and a half uh, against the Seahawks. And and I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Bengals at home plus three over the now struggling Browns. Those are my two underdogs. And, And this is a line, man, Jay, I mean, the Titans are like minus one at home over the Steelers. Now I know there's nothing really in terms of, of home field advantage these days, but but still. Uh I mean that seems like a line that you're absolutely begging. You you're just begging people to take the Titans.
1: I probably shouldn't, but I will. So those are my 3. What say you? Well, I'm I'm you know what? I I applaud you, Mike, for taking two underdogs yes. uh, in the same week. That's very impressive. Is, I know how yeah. hard that was. It was very hard, yeah. That. It was, yeah, it's very difficult for many out there. But, you know, Bengals is one of, te- one of those teams that we just don't get that much uh, attention on. And, and the one thing that's going to slow everybody down is that horrible performance that the Browns uh, did this past Sunday. I mean, they just got beat up in Pittsburgh. They never showed up. And However, I know most people are going to be on the Browns. Uh, it, it's certainly another uh, bounce-back spot for Cleveland there. Um, I'm going to – I actually like Cleveland. I, I think – I think Burrow's a fine quarterback. He's improving, and you know, getting three there. I I don't blame you. Uh, Cardinals hosting uh, the Seahawks. Um, this is a game that everybody is going to bet the over. Okay, there's I mean, two terrible defenses, great offenses. The uh, totals up there at fifty six. This is going to be a a very entertaining game with just absolutely no defense, um, despite uh, you know uh, the. Cardinals really beating up on the Cowboys, uh, which was really good to see. And I can understand the Cardinals being a favorite, or not a favorite, but a fan choice, getting three and a half. Uh, I'm going to go with you. I think there's a lot of mojo going on in in Arizona there, Uh, not just because of this this last performance against Dallas, but uh, they got a lot of confidence down in Arizona these days. So getting three and a half is a bonus. And then this game, both two teams, Titans, Steelers, this is a game that was supposed to be played three weeks ago, and now we're looking at both teams um, 5-0. and it's, it's very interesting because the, the Sharps usually fade the Steelers. It's, there's something about the Steelers that the Sharps just do not like, and they like the other side, Titans. So the Sharps are on the Titans here, going with you there as well, Mike. I think you're going to close the gap between you and Mark this week. Oh, boy. Oh, that's Jay. what I like oh, to hear.
0: J Jay, <laughs> Jay, right. Jay, Jay, All Jay, Jay. Right. Um, well, you know what, Jay? You will probably have to write me an apology letter uh, next week when we do this because – you're seriously, you're going to be wrong again. So anyhow, hey, Jay, man, always a pleasure having you on. Thanks for your insight. Thanks for walking us through this. And um, next week, uh, I will expect a a nicely crafted apology from you when I go 3-0 and and Mike goes probably 1-2 and once again.
1: I got some sympathy notes here that I can send you. But, uh, Mark, I appreciate it. Mike, appreciate it. Have a great weekend,
0: guys. You too. That's Jay Cornegy from uh, Superbook, America's Best Bet. Hey, listen, for everybody involved in the Stinky Truth Podcast, for Jay, for Mike, myself, for our great sponsors, Superbook, also Sweet Sweat. Thank you so much. We'll be back with you next week.